0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at slash metaverse impact. Yes, y'all. We're back! We
2: are! Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all not back in the office yet? Lucky you. <laughs> but you're gonna be back this week! Hey, let's go. Y'all are still getting over your hangover from bringing in the new year, right? So we said let's let's welcome us in with some vibes good energy. Hey, so long. You made a nigga wait for some so long, and in 2023, y'all gonna keep waiting.
1: Yeah. Y'all be- and we gon' keep making it hard for y'all niggas, okay? Be greedy, I'm <laughs> impatient ass. Y'all, oh. welcome the yeah. fuck. Back. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Um, it is 2023. Wow. Y'all, we are here. We made it. We did. We made it. Because goddamn, last year was a lot. It was a lot. And we hope that y'all enjoyed uh, our recap uh, of 2022 in the year yes. that it gave us. What's yes. crazy is... It started off kind of slow, and then next thing you know, we looked up, we blinked, and it was over.
1: There were so many things, though, last year that happened that we didn't even know were last year. We were like, wait, was are we 2021? sure this is 2021 or 2022? Like, when <laughs> what, was this? When did this happen? Once um, we got into a rhythm, it was like, whoa. And we you know, we reached the milestone of our 100th episode. Yes, we also reached another
2: milestone of 100K followers on instagram
1: yeah that's major
2: which i mean if for any of the creatives listening right like organically uh, too we didn't buy no followers thank you Thank okay. you. And we didn't rely on someone with a very massive network podcast To get us,
1: but, to get our yeah, no, Instagram you know, we were fully
2: up. independent all of last year. Yes. Um, yeah. And for those of y'all listening, potentially for the first time, I'm your girl, Mandy B.
1: Yes, and I'm Bridget Kelly, and we are See The Thing Is podcasts giving you grown, honest, and slightly toxic takes.
2: Yes, however, we don't have too many takes. We wanted to start off this year yeah. by revisiting 2022 and some of our favorite moments yeah. Um, here on the pod. With our
1: friends with benefits. And it
2: only makes sense yeah. on our Tuesday release to talk about our friends with benefits, yeah. right? Uh, we've had a ton of grown, honest, and slightly toxic conversations yeah. with so many of them who have joined us here on the couch. Mm-hmm. And so where you guys will hear some of the fan favorites uh, during this year, we wanted to share with you guys our top three.
1: Yeah. and Which was not easy, by the way. It wasn't easy. That was, this was a tough By the way, call. no
2: slight to yeah. any of our friends with benefits who joined us that aren't apart. Hopefully, uh, again, we're, we're sprinkling in here uh, some of our patrons' yes. favorite moments as well. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to kick off one of our favorite friends with benefits.
1: Yeah. Um, that and favorite friends in real life. <laughs> yeah, but
2: also we, we got to join her on two coasts. Yeah. The east coast and the left coast, uh, yes. like I call it. But our first clip features blue talusma yeah. um who of course you guys were first introduced to during our kind of run over there in la and then she joined yeah. us as well here in new york yeah. but this clip is from her first
1: visit on the see the thing is couch and she blew our minds with this one check it out
3: i will say this i'm gonna bring it back to the kim kardashian thing i absolutely yes. believe that as a symbol we should have her back as a symbol but in real life, I think this rich white woman and her rich white boyfriend and her rich black ex, I, I don't think anybody's in, in, in trouble. I think she has the resources and the security and the team to take care of her. So when I see black women who are actually disenfranchised defending her, I'm like, this is not the hill you want to die on. Well, you know it, I mean? it, well, so, and that's the thing. I'm,
2: I, I'm so not like publicly I'm, I'm defending not going to shame Kim agreed. Kardashian yes. as
3: a person. I'm just saying that her team throws their, they do things to make him react in a certain way so they can weaponize it. And then she as the person gets the fall back from that, but then tell your team to stop like poking the bear as well. You know what I mean? Right. So there's a little bit of, whenever you see something with big celebrities, leave some space for manipulation.
1: Okay. My, my main takeaway from all of it, too, though, is to really take everything that we see with a grain of salt. Exactly, because a lot of it is attention seeking, and like I'm on, not, bo- on, on all both by, ends. on all ends. Like everybody's every both sides have been firing on all cylinders and trying to. get I think attention. they're all wrong. I, I'm on yeah, side. like <laughs> and trying to get attention for the, over over the over ten years. Like it's been a, it's been almost twenty years that we've watched the entire Kardashian brand come up off of millions and billions of dollars. By seeking attention, well, I so do, in I, my mind, it's and like pretending
3: to be what you are. They, they want to be biracial black women. Okay. Well, that's, so that's talk, why that's why you, they all wait, have biracial. Oh, let's yeah, let, let's black have a kids, conversation maybe? about that. I, I think there's a thing called desirability politics. Okay, oh, and desirability politics is something that I teach about really, really intentionally. But you you, you
2: might have picked the title of the episode too soon. <laughs> I
3: might have. I might have. So we Desire- might have six Desire- titles by this Desire- time. Desirability politics. A, that's a
2: hard word, bitch.
3: Desirability politics is real, and it, it's something that if you subscribe to, it's it's really hellacious. Is there an advice cubes for her I want to make sure Mandy's good. Yes.
2: Melted already. It's hot. Uh, in make here. sure
3: Amanda's okay before I continue <laughs> with this. Jesus. Not Amanda, so we can go to Amanda. The third ice cube makes you Amanda. The third ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy only gets two. Two ice eyes cubes. for two ice cubes, okay. and now it's Amanda. <laughs> so the way desirability politics works, and this is something that has actually been quantified. So it's not something I made up. I don't want to take all the credit, even though I I, I am good at you're informing people. Yes. So, the way it works is. I'll make it make sense. The whole yeah. world is wor- is built for whiteness and, and, and maleness, right? Mm. So, white men are the top of the food chain because they have both. Right. Second place is where the arguments come in. Because if you're doing it based on gender, then black men are still men, so they can be second place. But if you're doing it based on race, suddenly white women get second place. Mm. So, white women and black men take turns being second to black men. To white men. Mm. Because they each have half of the winning equation, which is being male and being white. They're both uh. half of each. Guess who is nothing on that list? Black, Black women. Black women at the very, very bottom. Of course. And so a lot of times when we talk about um, colorism, what we really mean is not colorism as far as your color. What we really mean is proximity to whiteness. Right. How close are you to being white and male? And so what happens a lot of times is when women, women are trying to get these mm-hmm. jobs, they try to be as masculine as possible so they can at least be half.
2: I'm not going to lie. Mm. You saying that, that was a conversation. And I think we, we dealt with that working with men mm-hmm. that... The masculinity or how we were showing up in a space of business, Mm -hmm. I would say with authority, it was almost manipulated for us to believe we were being emotional instead
3: of... Because now if you're half, then he's half. Neither one of you is a white man, but now you're neck and neck with him. Right. Right. So whenever it comes to oppression, the person who is in a place of power sees equality as losing something. So, yeah. so, so, a lot of times, black men don't realize it, that they have an internal bias where they feel threatened by masculine women because they're like, "Look, the only thing me and the white man got in common is that is, we're is, both is, men. Is my masculinity? And if you're masculine too, bitch, now I got to share the second spot that I'm already sharing with white women." And uh-huh. so it's an internal bias that men are not
1: black men are not cognizant of a lot of times. But also, that same ideology applies to the idea of inclusion, and we're watching it happen now around LGBTQ plus conversations because now any 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 sense of pride or representation that is not that that could even possibly attempt to minimize the presence and the existence and the representation of LGBTQ plus is anti so now the now the inclusion conversation is really about minimizing anything that's hetero for the sake of
3: Mm, but the key thing you guys get got, a, get got a lot of times, is that... Who we, get got? You guys get got. And we this, get got? A lot of people get got. It's not your fault. Like, oh, all my okay. friends who podcast... You talking about biracials? or No, all, bi- all black people yes. get, get got Bay- when it comes range. to LGBT. kids you know why? When you guys see LGBTQ+, plus right? And I love that we're holding up this space. What you don't realize is that conversation has been hijacked by the white gays. Yep. So a lot 100, of times... 100%. So what happens a lot of times is you guys will come on the show and be like, Oh, God, the gays... You really mean white The white asylum that's there The white gays are mad Because Adele said That she was a woman Right Meanwhile the black gays Are on your side But the fatigue That the white gays give you Everybody else gets And that and So suddenly you're annoyed With the trans community When black trans fr- people Ain't got shit to do With the thing that you're annoyed with and that, but, but that's my point That's it. why it applies that's So when the black trans person Is like can you Respect my pronoun You're so mad at Debbie, Demi Lovato And all the fuck shit <laughs> She's done Right Then the actual black trans person Who's being reasonable Right You're already tired with them Because part of being privileged Is that you have the fatigue Of knowing. Knowing. Because privilege means you don't, you, you don't, you don't have to know. <sighs> privilege means you walk around never thinking about certain things. When someone who doesn't have privilege walks into the room, in that second, you're a white man. So when it comes to black women, because we're the bottom of the food chain, we're neither male or black Or, I mean, yeah, or, or white, or white yeah. We're like oh we're the bottom Until we met trans women We're like wait There's somebody beneath us No we're the, Malcolm X said We're the most disenfranchised And disrespected And then there was a trap door With a bunch of trans girls yes. right. And so now black women Don't right. know how to be The white man in the room We're not used to having privilege right. So we end up saying things That sound just like white guys Like why do you guys Always want us to include you Why are you always Pulling the trans card well, no, we, just, even, I we I start to sound like White men Not realize that that's,
1: But that's also why I say The same way that you said that's, That is by design by That's design. Design. also why that's also why the conversation around inclusion is also by design meant to trap us in that conversation but also,
3: exactly it's it's not our but also fault. no it's but, not our fault. but also
1: but also the idea the idea that two truths can exist at the yeah. same time yeah. like women can women's rights and women's reproductive rights can be liberated just just as much as we uplift trans women trans women's rights they're mm-hmm. not they don't have to they don't they're not mutually exclusive they're not but so, but but We've talked about it. I feel like it has a lot more to do with
2: fucking the oppression Olympics. It is the oppression Olympics. At the same yeah. time, we're trying to climb this ladder. Everyone still wants to be the most oppressed group. They want to feel as though they have the,
3: the, the bigger hole to dig themselves out of. But the question is, who are you in the room? And the first thing I always ask myself mm. is, am I the white man right now? If I am the white man, Mm. I shut the fuck up and I listen because I realize in that second I'm operating from the annoyance of privilege.
0: So Uh, It's going to always be annoying when you're privileged having to shut up
3: for somebody. So I always ask, who's the white man right now? Whoever he is has to shut up. And if I'm the white man, I have to shut up. Blue, do you
2: get that from our conversations on, like, I would love to know, like, when you hear us speak on being biracial and colorism and privilege, like, I'm curious to know how you feel in those conversations.
3: I feel like, and this is a thing that's interesting for me. I'm a, a, a dark skinned black woman who did not know about colorism until I was in my teens. Because mm-hmm. I came from, I'm, I'm Haitian and Cuban. Okay. In my family, there was always a bunch of light skinned Cubans chasing after the, the, the dark skinned Haitians. Yeah. So I grew up thinking if you're chocolate, that means like skinned people are going to like you. So when I see a light skinned oh. person, I'm like, oh, she's going to love me. Like, like, I had a warped, I had no sense of colorism. Because in my family, all the Haitian in laws were chocolate, and right. all, all the people who married them were Dominican, Cuban, whatever. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, we popping. Right. So I was 17, oh. and my mother's two shades darker than me, I just re- recently realized we weren't the same color. I went and bought some Alec Weck, like a uh, Lupita Nyong'o makeup, and they were like, "Honey, that's blackface." I'm like, "Really? It's not my color." In my mind, not the prettiest woman in the, in the house was two shades darker than me, so I never right. understood colorism. And the beauty of me having that Forrest Gump existence is, I, by the time I was 17, and someone said, "Hey, girl, like you don't understand, you're the only person who talks to light skin girls," I'm like, "Why? They're they're my friends." I didn't have the me versus them thing. So I walked into it looking like I should have all these horror stories, but actually not because in my household it was a totally different story. Mm. What ended up happening is, though, I ended up making a lot of biracial friends because I was the only one who saw them as human. Mm. So my podcast is called Humanize because I humanize everybody, right? right? And what I realized is there's a difference. Biracial girls who are raised by white women who are woke, white women who are not woke, and black women are all three very different categories. Yep. Mm. So the ones who are raised by black women know that even though I'm biracial, the person who I came out of is the bottom of the food chain. The uh. ones who are raised by white women who are not woke are like, I'm black, but my mother's the top of the food chain, so why can't I have what she has? Because she's the, the, the chosen. Right. And then the girls who are raised by woke white women Which are like, both of us are somewhere in the middle. They're like, I'm supposed to be chosen. My mother told me I'm not, though, so I'm not sure which one of you motherfuckers to believe. She sure did remind me my mother day. reminded me that black is beautiful even though she's not black, so I'm yeah. somewhere in the middle. So white, gir- like white moms who are woke tend to be like this interesting bridge, but when it's the ones who have white mothers who don't want to have biracial kids and the ones who have black mothers who love their blackness, it's a different kind of biracial. But see- so even within the biracial community, you all don't agree. No, no, don't no, no. We, we don't agree. Our well, we don't agree, we don't agree
1: on our experience.
3: If you had a, a black-hating mother, you would be talking very differently. I mean, oh, 100%, I mean, one
2: hundred
1: percent. But even I don't and, think it and, just and, has to do with mother. I think it also has to do with the environments in which we we are we experience. But the
3: desirability I, politics of womanhood, though, there's something about seeing your mother be the bottom of the food chain or be aligned with the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, it does something a little bit but different also, to you. My also, my biracial friends constantly tell me that. But going
2: back even to that comment, I think that like. That's why I was like, really, black men love thick and light skin? Like, I think that that's something that's put on us as, like, instead of us having the conversation with men Mm -hmm. as to where that is rooted from and why so many black men feel that way, we are looked at as the fucking light skin demons that take all the black men or or, or, or whatever it is, instead of pointing blame at how men are showing up in this space and why they feel that way.
3: Have you ever dated a guy who told you that he would not date a dark-skinned girl? Yes. And... I have. Did, no. did you push I back? I have. I have. Because... Did you only have never? Back.
1: Well, okay. and I have... Look at her, just you. No. So <laughs> no, no. Never. And, and, and well, I because have... because I also... But, almost everyone that, I I date, have, everyone that I've dated has dated darker women before me and, and after me. Like, I have exes that have gone... That have dated darker after me and before me. And, so and, it wasn't, and, no. and what's crazy
2: about that is it became a conversation
1: Oh, I be- love that. But
2: only because there's a lot of men that I've found attracted and maybe wanted, but they liked white women. Yep. And nothing about me was white. Even if I'm half white, mm-hmm. even if I'm mixed. So that once proximity I proximity
3: to whiteness is what colorism really is.
2: And I get that. And so to me, the black men that liked white women, I was always
3: black to them. Yeah. I was prox- never pro- white to but them. But
1: proximity to whiteness, I don't even think
3: even- and there's, there's, there's a reason why I say that because of Blue Ivy. She's the perfect example proximity oh. to whiteness brings in texturism and other things perfect example Tatiana Ali and Chili from mm-hmm. TLC yep. even though they're dark women they're my complexion because they have white black, white features, features. And, uh, and white grade of hair texturism gives them a cheat code so even though that they're dark skinned, they jump ahead meanwhile Blue Ivy is light skinned, but because she has nappier hair and African features she was dragged for her beauty because they were like damn we wanted Beyonce to have a Creole baby why does this baby look so black even though she's light uh. Yeah. so we have to think about it it's not just about light skin I know some light skinned friends who are nappy as fuck who are like I'm not getting on this privilege. I don't even, like, you don't understand texturism. It's all about proximity to whiteness. If you have anything that reminds them of whiteness, even if you're not light-skinned, right. you're still going to have colorism working towards your benefit. And, you wanna and we rarely talk about that. About that. We rarely talk about and that. And
2: I've, I've always wanted to be darker. I've always wanted good coarser with hair. No, like... I, I tell my mom all the time. I fucking why the fuck
3: did I get your hair? You fucking white woman. Oh, listen. Like I, I've been it Carly Culkin last episode. Yes. that hurt my heart for you, Mindy. I was like Bridget. I was in the shower like, nah, Bridget. Bro, you see what you I mean? You didn't call this lady. That's okay.
2: That. She just
1: out. She just outed my my lack of melanin or the melanin that oh, I had. Yeah, that's she, temporary. That's healing
2: like a Fucking snake. So, so, bitch got a whole oh, not a snake. So. Bitch, <laughs> a whole <I'm> terrified <laughs> of snakes. A
3: whole layer <laughs> is coming up. Bitch, you don't want fucking fluffing. But you are kind of like a snake now because you are shedding skin. Damn, bitch. I'm looking at it. I'm Man, we're trying to have a spiritual moment. you talking about skin. Skin. I'm like, ooh, you want me to peel that for you, friend? <laughs> you guys are not colorist. And I, as a brown skin woman, I need to say that because I listen for that. Thank well, you. You guys, are, you guys do not move in colorist ways. You move in the way of like whenever you know better, you, you adjust and you learn. Now, but you're to, not hateful. Well, you're not hateful. But also, but I want to be darker. I'll be I'll there's there's mad on my you. skin. There's always I you're room. Mad as fuck. <laughs> Facts. Are you kidding me? I
1: was out there putting sunscreen on like, oh, why? Meanwhile, my
3: co-host, one of my past co-hosts, looks like a regular black woman wants to lean on the biracial card so bad. She's so mad that she doesn't look <gasps> biracial. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Anyway,
1: um <laughs> so Dummy. be clear. I know you are color. so dumb. You are really dumb. For I was like, real. ma'am,
3: I just thought you were you were light skinned black. She There's was like, She's of... like she's like, no, I'm mixed. I was like, with what? With Sicilian? <laughs> like was it a spoiler? Afro Latina? Like see, what's I, happening? Yeah, I'm Afro Latina. She yeah. was like, no, I'm mixed. Yeah. I was like, well okay honey. And see, shout
2: out to my friend, uh shout out to Milan. She has two black parents and she's she grew up hating that because she's fairer-skinned with this curly, not 4c hair, right. that people question her blackness. She's like, "Bro, I have two black parents." They're like, "No, you got to be mixed with something." And she's like, "Nope, I'm black."
3: And so it's the complete. Opposite I have a hard time telling people I'm black too when they find out I'm Cuban, which makes shows you how racism works. Right? What part of me doesn't look black? People be like, "Oh, you black? I thought are you Cuban. I thought you were black." I'm like, "Look at me, ma'am. What part of me does not look like a?" Uh, African descendant I look black as fuck <laughs> So I'm like You guys are so used to Having Afro-Latinas Be like this but exotic also, thing But also I feel like
1: People don't see a lot of Cubans So they wouldn't necessarily There's Cubans are dark of, Cubans, Cubans, Cubans are darker than you Let's
3: keep it a secret Oh I'm not as dark As so, it gets in Cuba Right So oh, that's why I'm like Have you been nah, to
2: Miami? First off I'm I, I'm from Florida so you yeah. don't you? one I get of you it. has
3: Haitian family? Which one of you has? Haitian uh, family? Well, so no. my she, she's has Jamaican. So
2: I'm Jamaican and white, but my oh. si- my my younger sister is Haitian and white. Yeah. Oh, so my mom, i say, look at you, you know, Naboulé, bitch. Ooh, okay, I love this. You know, nah, my um my mom for whatever reason likes these island men. I I don't get it. I don't get the draw. She might have been. A, I do. A, you a, my man is Jamaican.
3: Look, I get she it. She to Jamaican I'm drawn, now. Oh, drawn. oh, Jamaican men. Will my daddy's so toxic. You that demon dick though. See,
1: Jamaican and a Libra
3: oh that's demon dick squared oh so you're here for life <laughs> we're gonna have to get a crowbar and get bridget we're out of this wait, relationship. You, yeah you're gonna need you're gonna need a whole lot more no what's that demon dick squared no libra's Zeman have demon dick. dick caribbean so the, men have demon yep. Dick. to so the power, power of yeah. two The power
1: of two <laughs> no i mean i my i get married my constant and let's yeah i hope so I'm, cl- um, I'm a
3: witch i'm claiming it for you yeah
1: i'm i i grew up around latin women and so you I look like a Latin woman yeah so hold on that's not a compliment it's not oh. and I I'll fucking you, hate when
3: people say that shit but I, and I'll tell you I'll tell and you New York you know where we're going with yeah that. no yeah. don't
2: fucking tell but me I'm Dominican fucking Puerto blocks. Rican like motherfuckers used to be like Amanda you know that's a Latin name I'm like bitch white people are named that too my that's mama very, was a lot more white Amanda I actually than got named else. Amanda from Amanda the panda the Florida fucking somebody was trying to host- fuck
3: it Mandy that, that
2: wasn't
1: you were named after Amanda
3: the after panda? the
2: fucking mascot of the hospital I was born in because I was the,
1: I was Oh, I'm changing your name I in my phone to told, Amanda the Panda. I told you I was the Amanda is Amanda is black and white, and you were named after a panda. Oh, right, you are Amanda the panda, sis I what? love it. Too. My middle
2: name came from my cousin. All right, I guess Nicole. So your yep. spirit animal is a panda.
3: I love that. I mean, that's 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 what I was named. Pandas are red. But what's crazy one. about that? They're too, a little violent, though. They they're, are. They're cute, but they can get violent. That's, how, right. that's Mandy. Cute, cute and violent. I'm a koala bear. Yeah. Cute
1: and violent. Okay, no. Who are you? Where, where are we going? Bahamian with this? and Irish. No, I I did the <laughs> one point I did want to make is that I wasn't aware. <laughs> My wine is gone.
3: Sorry, we gotta we gotta I'm we, like, gotta, um, we might need to, somebody. Just bring, bring the, the wine please. bottle. You know, um, I, I bought you guys gifts, so at some point remind me. We're gonna, me to we're give gonna, you gonna the get gifts. to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The reason I, the reason I'm I'm so vocal about expressing the fact that I'm biracial and want to continue She's to drive biracial. the narrative is because I grew up around Latin women and it never thank
3: you.
1: It never. Can I have some more too? I'm sorry. It never. Um it was never beyond me that i i was okay and looked like them until i was a threat to them mm, and then yeah. i wasn't and then i wasn't them anymore and so in, in my mind right but it but that also let me know too that was that was my first bout with racism not real not not colorism per se because we were all the same shade mm-hmm. but racism because it really came
3: down to this idea the that the blackness within you was being hyperfocused correct. on like is no racist. matter
1: what happens Like you, you look like us, and you're cool, and you're down. Lenega,
3: here she comes. Think is she one of us? Yeah.
1: Until right, until it until it becomes a a moment of a moment of cultural differences or a difference of opinion or whatever the situation, whatever circumstance would would allow them to make that create that divide. They would take advantage of that.
3: Mm. But that divide, though, we have to be honest about how systemic oppression works versus anecdotal. Oppression, right? right? Y'all, so, so we
2: got two people with big words on this fucking podcast. That's okay. I'm you like,
1: know some big words. You know some I'm big like, words I'm with like, Mandy. I know
2: some
3: big dicks.
2: Like, what <laughs> words do I'm I... I'm actually
3: have. team sensible dick. We'll also get into that in a second. You're uh, team small dick? No, sensible. Oh, what, oh, what, what the fuck what is, is a sensible dick? dick? That means <laughs> Sorry, that it's, a, it's enough to make, some, make my cervix happy, but not move it out of my esophagus and through my ears. Like, my friend is dating a guy whose dick is so big, she's in, <sighs> in physical therapy because he fucked up her floor. Her, 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 her She's, her her walls are gone. She See, literally takes shallow breaths and it's been, it's been the first year of listen, the relationship. Take this
1: I think I think that I had that my IUD fucked up my floor. Yeah, don't move, don't move my, my stuff with
3: your penis. That's too big. That's, that's too big. That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, but that was that's that's yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> oh no, what we're talking about is anecdotal versus systemic, right? Talk to me. So when you are someone who, let's say, you're a light skinned girl, um, or Afro Latina girl, and all the girls in the playground make fun of you because they're jealous. Yeah, that's anecdotal. Mm. Systemic oppression is very different. Yes. And I think when it comes to colorism or racism, we have to not mistake or conflate something that happened to you in a playground versus the entire system being built against someone. Right. So, perfect example. I speak on behalf of plus-size women all the time. Yeah. I got chin checked, surprisingly, because a plus-size girl got in the comments and said, well, you're a fat hourglass. Hourglasses are still considered the shape that society wants. Do you, do you know that
2: that's what people told me? Mm-hmm. They would not... Even when I claimed to be, like, when I was like, I'm a BBW, I'm this, I'm that. So we, so we so fat like, no. shame, and then we curvy oh, fat no, shame? No, 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 yes. they do. It's a be, thing. Thank like, you, man. They're the like, fuck? but you have a small waist. And technically, you're
3: big, but you don't look but big. But Amanda, pause, though. What Oppressed, did I say? Oppression what, Olympics. No, no, no. What did I say during Oppression Olympics? How do you always win? Are you the white man in the room? And here's the thing. This is where the ego has to leave, right? Mm. She's right. Society... Applauds an hourglass. Mm. I am an overweight hourglass. So even though we're both two fat bitches, you're built like an iPhone. I do have a privilege above you. And I have to acknowledge that even though you're annoying me as fuck right now because I thought we were allies. So in the moment, I was like, I'm uh, the white man in the room because I'm the closest to the ideal. Even if I'm personally annoyed because it's not damn. about me, I have to show you grace because right now I'm the white guy. And they shut me up because I was about to come for her. Ooh, honey. Oh, no, girl. I was, oh, no, girl, I was on
2: Clubhouse like, bitch, fuck you because. When I sat there and was talking about being in an oversized or a plus size or a big woman, I even got attacked because I was
3: a light-skinned big woman. But those layers are real. And so my thing is, rather than being mad at the person responding to the oppression, be mad at oppression itself. (laughs)
1: All right, y'all, let's get personal real quick. Our skin, as you know, has a huge effect on our confidence. If you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, dryness, because winter is cold and kicking everybody's butt, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated for you. So that's why I recommend Curology. Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. Now, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. Curology prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients making it more effective than non prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone it's really easy all you have to do is just fill out a quiz about your skin share a couple photos without the without the filters and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs in a clinical trial of 150 dermatology patients 9 out of 10 patients saw an improvement in their acne in just 3 weeks which I know sounds like a long time, but it's not. Time is flying by. You'll be fine. Curology products give you everything you need and nothing you don't without fragrances or parabens. Products are shipped directly to your door every two months. 93% 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews, which means he said and she said that it works wonders. So for a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology.com STTI. Go to Curology.com STTI for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com STTI. Trial is 30 days, applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only. Okay, guys. Well, you know, Mandy and I show up camera-ready every week for y'all. And not every week. We be trying, though. We be trying, though. (laughs) Either way, our skin has had a huge effect on our confidence. And if you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, fine lines, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated just for you. So that's why I recommend Curology. Now, Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products.
2: And listen, y'all, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs. Mm -hmm. From acne to the earliest signs of aging, Love that. Curology Prescription Skin Care uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients Ooh. it's giving science, mm-hmm. making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And listen, y'all, the older you get, you cannot just put anything on no, your face.
1: you get more sensitive actually. Absolutely. But this whole process is really easy. You just fill out a quiz about your skin, you share some photos, and a provider will prescribe a per- personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. And y'all, don't be adding them filters to them photos. Don't. <laughs> and in a clinical trial of 150 Curology patients, 9 out of 10 patients actually saw an improvement in their acne in 3 weeks. I like that. That's Curology great.
2: products give you everything you need and nothing you don't. Mm-hmm. Without fragrances or parabens, yes. products are shipped directly to your door every 2 months. 93% report effective
1: with over 9,000 5-star reviews, y'all. We love 5-star reviews. We do love I, I We do love a 5-star review, review. You know. And for a limited time, you can get your first Curology scan. Skin care box for just $5. Come on. Go to Curology.com slash STTI. Go to Curology.com slash STTI for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash STTI.
2: Trial is 30 days and applies only to your first box. Subject to consultation, new subscribers only. Now I don't know. If we're like putting this in order of grown, honest, Girl, and slightly toxic, but that was grown that, as fuck. That take was grown as fuck, but very, very toxic as well. Not even slightly toxic.
1: It was very toxic. It was very, very toxic.
2: toxic. Um, I found it to be one of the conversations. I I feel like we've actually visited a more with, with with other other friends with benefits and other guests on the pod, mm-hmm. especially in a conversation of where we. Uh, believe we stand in society we also talked a lot this year about being biracial and had a lot of uh, spicy takes with friends with benefits shout out to shanti and Antoinette from around the way curls yeah we talked about just being biracial and our views on on Mm -hmm. on that our existence our existence but it was really interesting for her to break down the take of everyone trying to
1: somewhat Show up as the white man in the room. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think that's why I told y'all it blew my mind because (laughs) her her introducing the concept of, well, whoever whoever is the closest is in the closest proximity to whiteness in whatever room or conversation or situation is who has the most power. (sighs) And it's different and it's different everywhere, right? So there are moments where white women have that privilege, there are moments where White passing, white passing, Hispanic and Latinx women have or, that power, or men. Or for that I was matter. about to
2: say, or even black men, because in a room where right. there's black women, a black man is, is still, still gonna a be, man.
1: It's still a man, and still treated as such in in terms of the hierarchy between men and women. So, yeah that that conversation. I don't even know how toxic that was. I think if nothing else, it's informative. I mean, I mean it was facts. It was facts. It was facts. And and honestly, it just goes to show that we're all at the bottom of the. Anybody black, we're all at the bottom of the food right, chain, but black one way or another. Black women specifically, <laughs> but but we're all at the bottom of the food chain, one way or another, right? And so, no matter where you stand, if you're not a, if you not a white male, white cisgendered male, you are usually you are going to hit hit some adversity along the way and trying to it's climb. It's crazy because
2: Did we talk? I, and I'm I'm not even sure, but yeah, adding hetero in there. Yeah. Sexuality Absolutely. Um, definitely puts, Absolutely. You, puts you at some sort of either advantage or disadvantage.
1: I mean... Again, depending on where you, what your well, position of power is. Well, not
2: only that, at the end of the year, uh, we talked about Bernie Griner being freed. Yeah. And people viewed actually her sexuality as a tick for the democrats for her release even taking place right. her being queer her being black and a woman yeah. um so it's interesting that you added the cis cuz of course and i'm not going to lie those well, yeah, are the type of conversations like when we when we have our friends on the pod yeah. i love to dig deep into mm-hmm. into those type of topics because i do i don't believe that we are just a music pod. No, I don't. And so when we're able to have those types of conversations, mm-hmm. I think it it brings
1: our mm-hmm. audience more into yeah. our belief system, who we yeah. are as people. And I, I really appreciate that. Even with Dave Chappelle and his stand up, and how people really ridiculed him for his comments around the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, um, it was very interesting to me how many you know white queer people were def- were were in defense of the trans woman that he was speaking about. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting how. Even in those conversations, when depending on what again where where you are in the room and where you are on that spectrum and on that chart, if you're gay and if you're gay and white, then you're white first. And Mm. so, in a lot of those conversations, I think it's very. Cause white the, the proximity to power is the proximity to whiteness is how society views it. So I just think a lot of those conversations are great, and I we appreciate Blue so much for Hell coming on and yeah. always raising the bar on the, on those conversations and helping us helping us dig a little deeper.
2: Hell yeah. yeah. Um, the next clip we have is from a real a, a friend in real life. Yeah. Uh, B Simone yeah. and Meg from the Know for Sure podcast. Yes. They joined us. Um, and. I think in 2023 she's taking showers. Uh, shout out to be small. Every, every day, every day, <laughs> every <It's>, day, every <laughs> day.
1: You know she's she's in that she's in that one percent tax bracket you know, now, so she may not have time to do it twice and three times a day like y'all know, been telling listen. she should, but once at least once no, getting it but done. I, I love uh, the
2: conversation that we got to have with yeah. both of them, mm-hmm. um, and here's a clip from that episode. So, 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 so. All right, well, y'all, it's time for our food (laughs) for thought. This is where we get a little introspective. We bring it back to ground level before we (laughs) end with our freshly squeezed. And, guys, we are talking about the difference between patience and tolerance Mm. because they are not the same. They They are are two different words. Um, On my Instagram last week, I talked about how much finding myself has really, really made me sit with... How different I showed up in my relationships and my work relationships, my male relationships, my friendships with am I am I being patient with this? patient with this person mm. or am I or am I tolerating it? Um, and I did want to just read both definitions before we get into mm-hmm. it because I know Meg we talked about this uh, as well. Yes right please before. read the definitions because they be yes. killing
4: my ass every
2: episode what, like, like sacrifice oh,
5: my <laughs> means, I'm like sacrifice oh, really? all means <laughs> cutting <laughs> off a lamb's head Stop so yeah, like, y'all Jesus. Right. So offering
1: up your firstborn.
5: Literally, is sacrifice. Yeah, is sacrifice. Like, <laughs> the relax.
0: sacrificial lamb.
2: That's not the definition we were talking about. that, man. So what's crazy is the word is in the one of the words is in this, but the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. So you're tolerating delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset.
1: This is in patience. this is patience.
3: Mm, so pretty much Lord. your
2: capacity <laughs> to pretty well, much get through something <laughs> without <laughs> being angry or upset.
3: Okay. Well, your capacity to get through ca- something or not. Being- okay. Be- okay, get okay, there. okay.
2: Tolerance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think of how little patience I have patience for most things. Okay, okay, Carry on. <laughs> I hate when they use
2: the same word. And Now, tolerance has tolerate in the definition as well. So it is the ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular the existence of opinions or behavior, that one does not necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. So tolerating is you pretty much not agreeing, not liking. But this is just how it is. I'm going to deal with it. And you're going to deal with it. Patience is pretty much... You, to me, patience is the until hope. You of get, things are gonna get it's better.
1: Not that <laughs> right. It's that. Something is gonna change. Something, Something that. is gonna yeah. get. It's
2: waiting for someone to change. I think tolerating is accepting who that person is. Yeah. Are we talking term- about
4: relationships specifically?
2: We could talk about both. Uh I would say even in. <clears throat> I like to always bring it to work because I worked in corporate. So,
4: <laughs> so did I. I worked. In I work.
2: like. You know what I mean. I like people to to find a way to relate. But yeah, patience. I think <laughs> is is hope, but also. You being in control of your emotions, yeah. so patience mm-hmm. has to deal with you not being angry or upset. Yeah, mm-hmm. and more having
4: grace and Toler- like, yeah. Tolerance
2: like, is pretty much sitting in the acceptance that yeah. this person this probably may not won't ever change. This, this is may who not this
1: ever person change. Is and fuck. I also think it's how we qualify things, right? When you're patient with something, you you are accept, you are accepting the possibility that it may not be wrong. When you're tolerating something, you might feel like it's mm-hmm. wrong, but you're just accepting that it's wrong and you're going to mm-hmm. deal with it anyway. So I think there's because I I do think they are still synonyms in a lot of ways. Okay. It's still your belief about what what something, what a behavior is versus how versus how it affects you right Mm. being patient being patient is not letting it affect you tolerating something is knowing that it knowing that it's affecting you and trying to change yourself versus trying to change it i mean Mm. i've been
2: i've been working on that actually in therapy uh recently like in terms of resentment um that normally builds like i would say tolerating is what 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 i've been talking about in therapy in terms of really accepting who someone is Mm -hmm. like and i've been in therapy talking about my partner, my ex, my my friends, my my mama, everybody, and <laughs> oh bitch, I will just be like my cat. I just motherfucker, <laughs> that nigga just scratched me again. <laughs>
1: I'm trying not to give his ass away, <laughs> um, but it's, it's and that's really, why she can't be a mom. <laughs> going to fuck around and be like, can somebody just come this get him? his child? I don't want this baby where anymore. Where the, where the He's baby is? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but no, it, it's really been. Um, her saying, well, these certain, these certain people are going to stay in your life either forever for, or for at least, um, further into the presence. So you're sitting here and you're telling me, you know, exactly who this person is. You know, exactly how they're going to show up. Why are you letting it affect you? Mm -hmm. Why are you, why are you, Mm -hmm. you complaining or getting upset when you actually know the the devil that's in front of you, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And so why are you getting ramped up about how someone else exists? Mm. Somewhat. You know what I mean? And so where you don't ever want to beat a dead horse either, it's like accept this person and, and maybe find a way how you could show up differently. Yeah. Or how you can communicate differently. Yeah. Or so it's all of these ways to just yeah. find a way to full circle yeah. the moment because yeah. whereas, you know, can't walk away from some yeah. people. And so then let's let's figure this out. Let's yeah. communicate. Let's work. Yeah. Um I wanted to to go back to you because when I said we were gonna talk about this, you were like, oh.
4: Got yeah, it. I don't like. To- I I hate feeling tolerated. I hate that feeling, mm. or I feel tolerated by like, someone else. Yeah, like or people do. Like I'm just doing it, just to do it, like just so that you don't. Like I don't know that feeling of feeling tolerated, where you feel like somebody really don't like you, but they just dealing with you because mm. they have to. Or do you feel like that? that feeling, I don't like that.
2: That is. Do you think that feeling is because clearly you're doing something that frustrates them? So in in being tolerated by someone else mm-hmm. do you feel like, it's like that, you don't even fuck with me or not or, only you don't mm-hmm. even fuck with me do you truly Understand. believe i don't have the capacity to change or mm-hmm. grow or to be better mm-hmm.
4: i guess it depends because i feel like everybody has things that you have boundaries right i feel like there's boundaries with my tolerance like with our relationship i don't tolerate her but there are things that she does that i tolerate yeah. like she burps you know what I'm saying? Like, she'll just randomly, you know, I love or like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, she's like, you know, That's or whatever. Mandy. Like, Mandy if she does, man. we have personality traits that we tolerate in each other. Right. But in in like big things, I don't what think. What would be a big thing? Like, in any relationship, I don't think I would tolerate certain things. Like, if. Like, character
2: if, traits? Okay, sir. so,
4: like, example, um, me and B have talked about this. My children, when I first moved to Atlanta, B has never met my, she never had a relationship with my children. I right. had kids and when we weren't close. So when I moved to Atlanta, it was important to me that my children had a relationship with her. Okay. Right? And that, to me, would not be something I could tolerate. Like, if she chose not to, I don't know if I could tolerate Got that. Got you. You see what I'm saying? Yep. But it didn't happen overnight, and that's where the patience comes in. Patience Mm. is seeing evidence that it's going to change. That there's change.
3: Tolerance
4: Mm. is just, there is no evidence. And I'm just... That
3: anything is changing. I'm
4: just accepting that this is who you are, even if it still bothers me.
3: You see Mm. what I'm saying?
4: Patience is, I see that you're trying, right? The the actions are aligning... With, with your word, the change, yeah. so yeah. I see. I can have patience Oh, yeah, that's
2: me and Bridget. Right? Baby, yeah. that lateness, <laughs> I'll let <laughs> we're her know. I'm very patient. I, uh, Wait, very patient. you be cool. late or she, be, she late. be late? I be late. Wow. And that, late. that's one of the things, like, I don't tolerate. Mm. Like there's, It's very, and I've been, very tough. It's There's no tolerance. Mm. It's very tough. And I'll be like, oh, she's, oh she's, I get an attitude. She I'll tries. Be like, but, I, oh, I be trying. But also, she tries. But also, I try. She try. I try really hard. I try really hard not to be late. again, the grace of patience, like... She hasn't just said effort, but, and, yes. which is so appreciative. Like, cause I'm, if she decided that she was just going to continue to show up late, like, girl, it's but, fine, but yeah. that's I'm something late. I'm not going to tolerate, bitch. We wouldn't have had a podcast. right? Like yeah. that is one thing that I will not tolerate. And we had a whole conversation mm-hmm. about lateness. Mm-hmm. That is something that unfortunately I relate to respect. Yeah. Mm. And I don't ever want to be in a relationship, a Ooh, friendship, you know, where yeah. I feel like right. I'm not respected. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, respect my time, respect that I have other things going on, right. respect my.
1: You know what I mean? That this yeah. is just not. That's a big one for you. you yeah. But, but we're also at a place in our friendship, too, where if if I know that she is trying to get somewhere at a certain time, I'm not even going to commit to it. I'll see you yeah. there. I'll meet you there. Yeah. I will 100% meet mm-hmm. you there. That way, and that so way, so we just don't go wait together. Yeah. Not yeah. I ain't going to on you, bitch. No, no, no. And I'll see you there. And then by the time we get together it's all good mm-hmm. because now neither one of us has has placed an unrealistic yeah. expectation on the other yeah. to be somebody yeah. that they're not yeah. but also oh, that's what you've been doing yeah oh. but also <laughs> um, i'll meet you there i'll meet you there, <laughs> meet you there. well because because the other, we neighbors, we're neighbors. So it makes sense to save money Let's we, just live ride ride together. Together. we live around literally one block oh, wow. from each other so that's lit. so it works but there's also other things I, i'm a lot more of a free spirit mandy is very much type a Personality mm. where she needs to she needs to have a lot of structure. I mean, said I was a free spirit. A lot of organization. <laughs> she has a free spirit. It lives, it, it <laughs> lives, lives between her legs. It, it lives there. Lives oh, there. there's <laughs> two of me. There's, yes, there's two Mary has a free spirit. You <laughs> know hilarious. what I mean? Some oh, sort no, it's, it's not free. No a different kind of flavored uh-huh. chip <laughs> but therapy. The, but, yes, come on, therapy. The growth, but it's true. I'm working on myself. I think. I think with tolerance, that, of course. In any in any friendship or relationship, there's things that, about a person that you tolerate. But I think the the non-negotiable things like for mandy respect is a non-negotiable mm-hmm. so whatever that looks like for her for you. Yeah. as my friend as her friend it's important for me mm-hmm. to be like all right cool there's going to be some things i'm probably not gonna be able to hit the mark every time mm-hmm. but as long as you know that oh, i'm sorry. that i'm trying Intent. and i am seeing this the as effort. like yeah it's, it's not about it's not about like it's really not about the time for mm-hmm. her it's about respect, respect. Yeah. Yep. so to me the arc of the issue is more yeah. important than mm-hmm. like it's not that Im- it's not so important to it's not important to me to be late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. not gonna fight somebody right. to be late. Right, right. It's just silly. So it's like yeah. if I'm if I'm late then I just have to make a more concerted effort. effort yeah. And it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. I think when we think when we talk about tolerance, even in romantic relationships anyway I always think about things that are costly, like they're compromises that we make within ourselves for the sake of somebody else's mm-hmm. comfort.
3: Yeah. And
1: there's not a lot of things that I think at this point in my life I'm I'm willing to tolerate. The list 100%. The list is getting the older Very I get. The list short. The yeah. list starts to shrink. And that's, right. And that's Very
2: why short. these niggas, man, don't want to date us when we get right. older because we ain't tolerating right. shit. Literally, <laughs> yeah. literally. That's yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is.
1: That's exactly what it is. But I think that I think the patience. Um, Patience is a is a learned behavior, and I and I I think I don't think a lot of us were raised with patience. People think that patience just
4: drops drops in your lap. Yeah, and it doesn't. Like if you ask God for patience, He's not going to drop it in your lap. Yeah. He's going to provide opportunities for you to be patient. Yep, it's about yeah. yeah. your work.
1: You find patience in moments where you where you least expect it, and I and in those in those tests too. Or I'm always like, all right, cool. So. Being patient really isn't that hard. It's not. Yeah. it's not really that hard, and
4: it's a mental thing. No, it's it's like if you're rushing in here, <laughs> if you're trying dark. to like hurry up and go go in go. here, yeah. then like your body just doesn't want to be patient. But if you're right. kind of just like, this is where we are, this is yep. what it is. Yep. Yeah, take a deep breath, take it one step at yeah. a time. Yeah. Then you're like, then that patience starts to develop in you. But if you're in your head and you're like already yeah. ten miles ahead, yeah, it's harder. It's harder to yeah. be patient like that. It well, it you is. just got to take a breath yeah. and deep. Right. <laughs>
2: So Ooh. that was from our tolerance versus patience yeah. conversation uh, with Meg. Which and, I think and was B- slightly
1: toxic at the time.
2: Well, no, it was, <laughs> I, it was a food for thought, Yeah, which was a segment that we introduced this year. Yes. So on our Evergreen or a lot of our Friday episodes, if we don't have a musical guest, yeah. we like to dig deep yeah. um, into some... Food for thoughts. Um and I enjoyed that conversation because Meg brought in her experience as a mother. Mm -hmm. And clearly y'all hear us talk, it's still fuck them kids in twenty twenty (laughs) three. I'ma tell y'all now, it is still. We're tolerating a lot of shit, but not them
1: kids.
2: (laughs) Uh, Right. So it it was interesting to her to come in and add the the mom aspect to it. And over the year, uh we had Carla, who is also a mother, who joined us, and um Who else is a mom? A lot of our friends ain't got kids that joined us on the pod, right? That's
1: true. That's very true. Do we have any other moms that joined us? Well, our, 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 our next friends with benefits is a mom, and she was talking to us about being a mother too, which I was very excited about because I think part of what we love about being able to bounce back and forth between music and then culture conversations and then relationship and love conversations part of what factors into love and relationships too for so many of our friends with benefits is children yeah. and our next friends with benefits conversation was with melanie fiona yeah melanie fiona as as you all know if you don't know I, baby you got some, you got some googling <laughs> to do melanie fiona is a phenomenal artist grammy award-winning artist songwriter and mom and and her sitting down with us another 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 friend of benefits that we got to talk to in LA she got to break down some of the some of the the, the hurdles that she's jumped over between balancing being a, a superstar career woman and a mother so we definitely would love to get into that so check out Melanie Fiona, Fiona. Yeah. That's
5: the problem with art is that like your passions will have you. Mm. Ooh, it will have, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. It will like drive you in the best ways. And then it can also like hinder you yeah. because you just want, you love it so much. Right. You love it so much. that you don't know when to say when that you're just like, I just love it. I can't turn it down. It's what I love to do, you know, but, we got
1: bills, yeah. Bills got to get paid. I know. And passion I mean, don't pay bills. Passion, 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 Yeah, no, it surely does <laughs> passion not. Passion does not pay bills. Um, in terms of like navigating too, because you you're a new mom again, but you you've been a mom. You've yeah. been a mom for the last six years, and yes. so God, yeah, I know it's wild. wild. The time has. Fl- I look
2: at and my that's friends. That's a whole job in itself. a whole
3: job. She'd be
1: telling me I have too many jobs. I'd be like, but I'm not a mother. <laughs> that's I'm like, mm, like a lot, but you th- got a lot of projects. You got a lot of spinning plates, and you trying to. I mean, figuring out harmony and balance, something that I've loved watching you, watching you like transform into publicly, even though I've known privately, you've always been this very spiritual, (laughs) this very spiritual, very like high vibrational person. Um, You've really like in the last, I think, I think since you've become a mom, really come out to the forefront of your spiritual journey and sharing some of the stuff. I mean, even in the very beginning, when you talked about your postpartum depression and coming back from having such a a high profile, busy, successful career to then transitioning into becoming a mom. How do you feel like that has now kind of like put you in this, like, where do you find your balance? Where do you establish yourself in that? So
5: it's really interesting. I think the the way my life has unfolded is that it's given me space and grace to be a a very present mother, Mm. which I appreciate, you know? Um, I can honestly say that I don't know had my life continued the way it was at the peak of my career would I have landed and had all of this Mm. as far as having a life and not just a living. You know, it's a very.
1: Ooh, that's a word as far as having a a life life.
5: and not just a living. Yeah, Mm. it it was really important to me. And it was something that I always knew I wanted. And it was something that I always, like I had always told my team, I was like, hey, look, like I know I want to be a mom um, one day. Yeah, So I'm going to just put it all in right now and just do what I got to do because I want to walk my son to school. Mm. Like this is something like I don't want somebody taking my kid to school every day. Right. I may have to go out and do a few shows or whatever, but like I need him to know I'm his mom and right. I need him to know what I do as well. Right. So as there as I am as a mom to be there with you, whatever it is that you got to do soccer or, you know, school or whatever it is, just dinner. Yeah. It's like, okay, but we can also jump on the tour bus and you can come with me. Right. You know? So I think that's a balance is that recognizing that, I never wanted my son to just see me as a mom, mm. you know? And I think that this is a thing that happens with women. It's a very hard identity crisis that we can go through. Right. Because especially when you go from being someone who's in the public eye, yeah. who's traveling, people know your name, you're out here yeah. having, you know, your ego is getting, and then all of a sudden you're at home pregnant. What what, 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 like, does that, what does that mean, though, that you didn't want your child to just see you as a mom? What do you mean by that? It means that if he sees me as As not just his mom, he sees me as a person, which means I therefore see me as a person Mm. and I don't lose myself in motherhood. Mm. Right. And it's fine. Like some women are like thrown into being a mom. Like I love being a mom. It's my biggest role for the last six and now especially year of my life. So that is like something that I wear proudly. But it's also a struggle, too, because when you get into that, it's like, yeah. wait, I used to do things. Mm, I right. used to be at reggae parties. I used to be on stage. I, <laughs> uh, I used to be dusty whining in dutty a corner. <laughs> oh, listen. To, listen, yeah. don't play some reggae right now, you, <laughs> Girl, you know what I mean? I know what we're getting out so, to. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's a thing. So, I need my son to see me as a person so that I see me as a person, mm. you know, so that I remember that I have my own identity, that I still have dreams and goals and things that I need to do to fulfill my passions and myself. And... And, you know, that's just that's just for me. You know, I love that. Even being here today, yeah. this is something that I love to do. I love to yeah. speak to women. I love to hang out with fellow artists. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is a part of me where like when I have to go, all right, Cam, I gotta go. And it's interesting, you know, he's six now, so he gets it. And the one thing that I always say about balance is balance is really not 50 50. Mm. You know, we always talk about, oh, you think about yeah. balance, you think of this y- perfect scale. Right. Yeah. No, some days it's 80 20. Some days it's 70, 30. And you decide what gets that up bulk and what doesn't. And sometimes it's your job and sometimes it's your family. And you have to decide, you know, and you you gain the respect, I think, of your partners and your family by them seeing that you show up when you show up and you show up the right way and you show up your
1: best self. Do you ever feel guilty though that you might not get it right? I was just
5: about to ask I mean the of guilty. course because it's true. Did you feel guilty?
1: I felt I felt <laughs> that I was like damn but do you ever because the feel, one thing yes. I I yes. can and, and Mandy and I are not mothers but I, so I we we're, we're, our our comparison is work right and our yeah. and in terms of our commitment in terms of how we feel like it is important that we show up and the effort that we give and the level of passion and the level of diligence that we give and I always say to Mandy cuz she's such a she's such an ambitious driven person What's your sign?
5: I'm a Libra. Oh, oh I thought what, you were going
1: to say Leo. I was like. No,
2: Libra. Mm. But but yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I've been in L.A. all week for work and I'm just like my mind already. And I told her, I was like, girl, yeah. we have so much to get to. I watched her sit
1: this morning on the we're sitting. She's sitting on the floor <laughs> and I'm like, are you OK? She's like, yep. I'm just thinking about everything I have to do today, tomorrow <laughs> and, and Wednesday and the next day. And I have <laughs> and three Thursday calls and, and I have <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm like, yo, she is literally computing <laughs> yeah. all of these things. Because I was just sitting in the middle of the floor like. Cause she's, cause she's, you know, it's just like if I'm not doing something, then I feel bad. I feel like it's not a good use of my time. And I think, I mean, yeah. as as a mom, do you ever feel not even so much guilty, but just like that? You are you okay with getting it wrong sometimes? Like I, I think, you, I think as no, a you as ha- a yeah, you have to be. You have to like be my alone. root word
5: is surrender. Mm. And motherhood is what taught me that. Really, because prior to that, my career was my passion. My career You're was right? my baby, and it was all reactive. Everything was, you need to be here? Great, get on a plane and do yeah, this. You need to show up? You need to be this. You know what I mean? That's and her. All so, day. And I'm going to tell you this. If you have this personality already, when you, and if you become a mom. Never. It never stops. She doesn't want, she oh, doesn't girl, want. I am pro-choice. <laughs> 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 Even if it happened, <laughs> it's an accident. Listen, I'm just going to say, well, if, if anybody out there has this type of mentality, and yes. you become a mom, or you become a parent, it doubles. Because oh. you are literally thinking about, all the things that you have to do, the calls, the emails, yeah. and you have to think about all these other people in your life that also have other things. And so I saw this thing on social media the other day. was like, you want to know why moms are exhausted? Because there's a running list in their head mm-hmm. all day long. Thinking about when you're, when you're doing the laundry, you're thinking about work. When you're doing work, you're thinking about the kids. When you're doing the kids, you think about your man. Right. <laughs> <Just, laughs> it never stops. You know, yeah. It never ends. And we're mentally exhausted. So you have to be okay with getting it wrong. You have to be okay with saying, I didn't get to that today. You know what? I did my best today. Yeah. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but I'm okay with that. And to the point of guilt, guilt is an absolutely real thing. Yeah. But how you project that onto your children is what's important. Mm. Because I don't I don't apologize to my son for going to do what I have to do. Okay. I do not look at him and this That's was amazing. My my manager, she was she's a wonderful mother and a businesswoman, my old manager, and she always told me that she says, "Don't project that that guilt onto your children because they When you, oh, I'm so sorry, mommy has to go to work. What? <laughs> now there's this negative energy and connotation right, with right. mommy going to work. Dads don't ever apologize to Never. go to work. Never. There's no such thing as dad guilt. <laughs> Mom wow. guilt is the coin term. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it's because we're made to feel like we're doing a disservice to our family when we show up for ourselves in other ways. Mm. And it's not true. And so I want my son to see me not be, well, like it's a bad thing. Mommy's got to go to work, but I'll be back. And I right. always come back. right? And then he's asking me, How is work, mom? How was your day? How was your trip? Right. You know?" And now I have a daughter. So it's really important for me for her to see that and for her to feel that empowerment. Yeah. I don't ever want my children to feel like they missed out on me because I was doing something else. It's I was, a part of who I am, and they mm, are a part of that as well. I was well. going
2: to say, outside of parenting, though, even if you are a woman showing up in a relationship, like I felt guilt when. I was too tired to cook when I was in a relationship. Ugh, and so, like, just still loving and being prideful of everything that I do, yeah. not being able to show up how I know a lot of men want their partner to show up, you know, their woman to show up in these patriarchal type
5: of roles. Mm-hmm.
2: I did. There was like weeks where I wouldn't cook. So I was like, I'm tired. We're going to order out. But are you paying and- bills though? And so, no, I was paying my own bills. So, like, yeah.
5: <laughs> but, but, but he's not paying your bills. Right. You're taking care of yourself. Right. You're moving as a boss. You're doing right. what you have to do for yourself. And so it takes the right type of man to, to, to respect okay that, that and to yeah. be okay with that. And, of course, like, even as a partner, like, you may just want to be like, I want to cook for my man today. Right. And that's where your 80% goes that day. Right. And you say, I'm, not, I'm taking a personal day. To tend to my relationship. To tend to my family. Right. Yeah. You know what? Today, I mean, even here today, I was like, hey, I got to start a little early because I got a heart out at this time. Because yeah. I had to pick up my son. And it's his birthday. Right. So today was the day that I'm not going to let somebody else pick him up. Today was the day I have to pick him up. Right. Right. So you shift and you change your balance as you can go. But to surrender is one of the greatest things that Motherhood has taught me. Because it will just really show you that the flow of life is the flow of life. And if you go with it, it's a much easier trip than if you swim against the current.
1: Do you feel like it's easier or harder now with with baby number two? Oh my God,
5: it is so much harder.
1: Because you posted... I saw something that you posted on the gram, which, I mean... I'm always I'm always like so my gut is always wrenched when I when I read stuff that you post because I'm always like oh my gosh. Oh, okay I'll is, be keeping it real <laughs> she be keeping it real yeah. and, and my best friend is a mother of two and when she had her daughter she, I, the sentiment was was completely parallel where it was like okay now I'm over now I'm really overwhelmed now I'm really overwhelmed now yeah. it's really like the workload is doubled with motherhood and. Needs are different, so yes. it's not it's not a carbon copy from the first time around. No, and people, you know, like I always
5: say this. I, I'm always interested to know what people find harder if it's zero to one, like having zero children going to one or one to two. Oh, mm. definitely for me, it's one to two. Really, and and I think it's just because, and mind you, my children are now six years apart. Right, so. It's not like I God bless the people that decide to have back to back children. Back-to-back. It's not my ministry. I, mean, like, I'll I tell my, you that. No, no. Nope, nope, could not be me. Could like, not, no I not. I was good with one. <laughs> I was good with one. And then little Miss Kaya decided, no ma'am, I'm coming to teach you a few things. <laughs> so she can You know, and, and it's really interesting because it, it it's 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 now the you have a newborn and you've also gone through the first time of having the excitement of a newborn and also the anxiety the first time you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. So you're just kind of fumbling way through. But then the second time you actually are aware of what's ahead. Uh.
1: You're actually aware. So you're already thinking about... So it feels like a rational fear. It's a rational set of fears because now you're like, I've been here before. I know how fucked up this is going to be. (laughs) I know what it's
5: going to be, you know? And so you have to just try to like get through, okay, I haven't slept. She's almost three months. I have not slept properly. She just this week gave us the longest stretch of sleep at night. So it's like from being the source of food, breastfeeding, right. from having to be that that bonding time that yeah. you need like it's the it's the role that I'm only really truly a mother can play. Like dads play their role too. I'm never going to discredit that. But a mother's job, like you ever hear like a mother's work is never done? Yeah, yep. cuz it's never done. She's thinking about everything at all times. So mm. now that I have this baby, I'm not sleeping. I still got a kid that I got to get ready for school. Right. I still got a man. Yeah. I still got a c- career and a business that I'm taking care of for myself. Like, yeah. it's a lot. So that's why I say it is a lot. That's why I was yeah. like, yeah, it, it's, it is harder. And this time around, I'm having more grace with myself, but I'm also allowing myself to say I'm not going to operate from guilt. Okay. This time Like yeah. I think the first time It's easy to operate from guilt So that's what I've learned Is that now I'm just like I'm not going to feel guilty For doing the things That I have to do I'm not going to yeah. feel guilty Because I'm going to turn To my partner and say Hey I'm going to go To the gym today That's actually my priority mm. And I didn't go To an office mm. today But that's my priority My wellness and my, my well being Because I'm telling you right now If mom is not well The whole ship sinks.
1: All right, y'all, this episode is sponsored by Care Of. Now, Care Of is a health and wellness company that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Their daily vitamin packs are made with plant-based compostable film to help limit the impact on the environment without compromising on the quality and safety of their products, which we love. Care Of offers a curated set of products that are designed to work with research-backed ingredients and in optimal doses. Now, me personally, I love the vitamin pack chill pill, okay? Because planning a wedding is a lot on the body and on the mind. I'm trying not to be a bridezilla. So I love that it helps really relieve occasional stress and tension. And also helps my muscle strength, endurance, and recovery after working out. Because you know you know, a girl's trying to fit into her bridal gown, okay? My favorite, though, is the elderberry It's the Traveler's Insurance. It has powerful antioxidant properties that help promote healthy immune function, which I definitely need with all the traveling that I do, okay? Jet setting. And with the cute and personalized packaging, love it, I've definitely noticed a difference and an increase in my intentionality around taking the vitamins. So make sure that you get your vitamins and supplements for your health goals and diet made from the best ingredients and shipped to you each month for 50% off your first month subscription with Careof, go to takecareof.com and enter code STTI50. That's takecareof.com and enter code STTI50. All right, see, the thing is, listeners, I am here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Come on, gift mode. Let's give it sport mode. (laughs) Gift mode on Etsy
2: is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Now, it's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz (laughs) fan, the reggae fan, the artist, or the pasta lover from 90s nostalgia And mixology
1: to reality TV and gaming. There's something for everyone on Etsy. So, why I love Etsy, right? I had I ordered all my bridesmaids boxes on Etsy. All the the stuff I had to put inside was on Etsy. I ordered some thank you cards and gifts for things after the holidays on Etsy. We went
2: on tour and got some outfits on Etsy. Absolutely. Etsy got everything. They really do. Need to find the perfect gift. Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now.
1: Oh, I love Mel, man. I love her so much. More so because we always talk about how music artists have no personality, and then we oh, got. No, I'm glad that she's. I'm down. glad that she sat down with us and <laughs> got to show us that she's. She's not a. She's well, one. She's not a dummy. But two, she's funny as hell. She's smart. She knows what she wants. Yeah. I think that's so dope. To and she's confident in motherhood. I feel like. Us always going back and forth, talking about our our upbringings and how we yes. never want to be our moms. We be talking about our moms on we talk, but we don't we don't want to be our mothers Like almost every decision we've made has been intentionally to not make some of the same choices and repeat some of the same mistakes that our mothers we feel we feel like our mother's made. And Melanie just has so much conviction and confidence as yeah. a mother and 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 so much excitement and intentionality around the decision she makes as an artist, as a career woman, as a wife. And so, it was really great to to hear her break those break those balances down for us.
2: It really was. Uh, some of the other friends with benefits that I want to shout out, of course, Antoinette, y'all, yeah. who joins us monthly. We love y'all it. hear her goddamn voice enough, and y'all will hear her again this month. Uh, and yeah. so she's always featured here, but I wanted to give a huge, huge, huge shout-out to to Antoinette. Who, we love you. Who has been a yeah. great uh, addition to the show. Her, yeah. her bringing in her experience and yeah. her thoughts. And what's crazy is, For three biracials to sit on this goddamn uh, couch, the beige brigade, baby, and and literally also not agree on much, but can all (laughs) we don't be agreeing on shit. Like it's not even like she comes in and sides with one of us as much as she brings her own opinion. She
1: lets us get our shit off, and then she's like, "Well, Uh, now let me go ahead and uh... either y'all bitches."
2: (laughs) Now let me tell y'all because I've researched this. I have my notes. Let me pull them out. Yes, Um, she was. She's been amazing uh, to have joined, and I wanted to know: Has there Are there any friends of yours that haven't yet joined us on the couch um, that you would like to see this year?
1: Mm, I would really... You know who we didn't get to um, in 2022 that I would really like to see this year? I want to bring Savon back on this couch because we haven't had Savon on in a minute. Oh, wait, since we were... Oh wait! Yeah, he didn't come on. We at didn't all have last Savon on at all last year. You're right. And so I would love to have Savon and or Alex from the Need to Know Pod. We would love to have them come on because okay, it's if, really been a long time. If
2: we're going back there, uh, yeah, we definitely have to bring Ebony K. Williams. Oh yeah, as well, absolutely. Um, she hasn't been on since we left Queens. Yes. Um, and then I know we talked about uh, Tracy G we would love to have Tracy Uh, G. coming on. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kimberly from Rich Little Broke Girls. Rich Little Broke broke Girls. Broke Little Rich Girls. One of those. Broke Little.
1: Broke Little Rich girls rich little, girls rich little broke Girls Rich, little, little, broke rich girls. little Broke
2: Girls Rich Little Broke Girls and just really excited too for us to travel yeah. Um, and and just bring show y'all how fucking yeah. dope and amazing the people that yeah. we know are uh, those who have more supported music artists. us
1: more music artists too well we're gonna get some music get artists music, on Friday
2: yeah, Definitely uh, no one yeah them, y'all make sure yeah. y'all tune in because uh, Friday yeah. we're going to be recapping yeah. our musical guests here
1: I, yeah another Friends of Benefits I would like to shout out who I would love to have come back on too is Van Lathan. Oh,
2: of course, because we, we
1: loved Van, and Van really—I mean, we we started a TikTok, a ticker talker in twenty twenty two.
2: We did, and we did join TikTok in twenty twenty
1: two. The 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 clickbaities uh, clip that went viral was and the I conversation. Still stand on, fuck them roommates, fuck them kids, <laughs> and if you a grown ass man, what roommates fuck you too? Um, and so Van, we would love to have Van Lathan come back on because I felt like his his takes and perspective and experience was really valuable and. Incredibly well informed, and I I love every every chance he gets to encourage encourage people, especially Black people, to read and learn and educate themselves and other people around them and raise the bar on how we show up in some of these spaces, especially in the media space. It's really really dope. So
2: I agree. Um, New Year, New Me. Mm. Uh, what are your New Year's resolutions and things that? You really want to focus on this year?
1: Um, I would say my number one New Year's resolution is to finish what I start, and mm. I'm and I think that's. Did know, you
2: Did you find yourself not? I mean, you clearly finished the marathon. I did last finish year. the marathon. So, yes. like, did but you I didn't find finish yourself...
1: how I wanted to finish? Okay. And I remember we did talk about that in one of the episodes as well. Is how I how I finished really made a difference? Um, and y'all know I got engaged, <laughs> which was fantastic. That that was like the ultimate finish. Um, but oddly enough, and I'm so funny, it's so funny, plenty you should mention. <laughs> I was talking all that shit last year about the fact that, you know, I'm one and done. The marathon was enough. It was traumatic. It was all these things. Then she was not about
2: to say you. About Hold to on. Girl. So
1: I'm in a group chat. Shout out to my no name girls. Um, the, the training group that I, that I ran with, right. or that I trained with for the marathon was called no name. And towards the end, and I guess right after the initial marathon, we all just signed up for all these lotteries, right? We're like, well, fuck it. We'll just sign up for all these lotteries and see. I what didn't get in. I didn't get into. Well, in order to run the marathon, unless you're running with a charity, you have to do. it, You have to sign up with. Uh, you have to do it through a lottery. That's right. how you enter. Okay. So you just like you know you enter in your through a portal. You enter all your information and in, whatever, whatever. I didn't get selected for anything, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to Berlin to run this. Oh yeah, I'm going to Tokyo. I'm like that's cool. That's cool. I'm not running none of these with y'all. And there was a part <laughs> of me that felt sad because I was like, damn. Everybody told me when I ran the marathon that I was gonna get this marathon bug and I was gonna want to keep running. No bitch. That bug flew right the fuck past me. I didn't want to <laughs> run at all. And then all I, I literally was talking to my girl Chloe and she was like, Yeah, well, I mean, check your check your email because I just got selected for Chicago. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, I'm I haven't gotten selected for shit and I'm fine with that. Bitch, I got selected for Chicago. So I'm running the Chicago marathon on the Wait, October What? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That got selected. They got they they, they then they charged my card. So yeah, it's and it wasn't it wasn't super expensive. I think the 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 amount to register was like two fifty or three hundred dollars. Wait, so you are gonna run? So another So I am running another marathon, Chicago, and this time for me it's Hold gonna on, be. Hold on, hey, real quick, insert gunshots here. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, yeah,
2: insert, yeah, gunshots. insert gunshots. Um, shout out to
1: Shyrag, and so <laughs> so I'm gonna run the Chicago Marathon. Um, you gonna in run through the South
2: Side? Like, where do you run in Chicago? Southside. South. Like, By the way,
1: Southside's back. You gotta you gotta oh, catch no. up on the, okay, on the new I, season. I'm, I'm gonna catch up on. But um, shout out, Lil' Uh but I, I I decided that this is an opportunity as much as 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 much as I didn't want to run because of how traumatic it was to do it by myself because of all of the you know everybody jumped and I didn't I didn't make it in the I didn't make it in the into the, the same corral as everybody. Um, this to me I because both of us got in, we're the only ones that got in out of the whole running group, and she was my running partner that I trained wow. with that I was supposed to so run. So to me, with. that's a sign. So that's a sign to me that because we both we both were really like upset that we didn't get to run together. We didn't have we didn't meet the time that we wanted. So now we're like, all right, cool. So now it's us. Now we can really less intense, right? Oh yeah, Chicago is much easier than than New York. Okay. Um, the route, anyway, still twenty six point two miles. But oh, it's it's still the
2: same amount of miles.
1: It's still the same amount of miles, but it's not that there's not as many hills. There's not as many because that was New York is like the hardest one out of the six that are the major ones. So. Yeah, bitch. So I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run the Chicago Marathon October eighth, y'all. Lord, 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 So and so this time I feel like okay now, but now that I have a knowledge of of what it takes and 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 an understanding of my body and the the level of mental of mental fortitude to get me past you know all of those breaking points, I feel like now I can really do it the the right way and do it how I wanted to do it. So finishing what I start and doing it my way and being happy about the results and really really making whatever decisions necessary to get the results I want. And I want to take that approach with everything. I want to take it with music. I'm going to take it with, you know, planning my wedding and you know what I mean? All the things that I, that I feel like are, on the horizon for me, um, I really I feel like that's that's what's that's what's gonna set the tone for this year is finishing everything I start. So, okay. Yeah. We got okay. Another marathon coming. I can't believe you're running another <laughs> fucking marathon, bro. I cannot. Listen, book your I flight, bitch. It's gonna be a whole fire ass weekend believe- in
2: Chicago. So that's my birthday weekend. I don't know if I want to celebrate it in Chicago. Oh, that's my birthday weekend. It's the one right
1: before. That's my birthday weekend. My birthday's on the 11th. Yeah, but but mm. look at you. But the 8th is a Sunday, so technically. Technically, technically gonna, next weekend. Well, nah, but that's that's uh that's also a three day weekend. That's Columbus oh, Day weekend. It
2: oh, it is yeah, Columbus bitch. Day weekend. I, listen now, while I don't like colonizers, I have always loved that Columbus Day fell on my birthday weekend every motherfucker. See, and, but year.
1: now your birthday's on a Wednesday, so technically, here you go. The Thursday, technically, I ain't got a job, so I could celebrate the next. On I was like, the next weekend we can we can be out, bitch. We can okay. go somewhere. But anyway, yes. okay. How about you? New Year's resolutions. Talk Ooh. to me. Talk to me.
2: Um, I mean, for me, it, again, it's all professional. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because this month I'll be sharing with you guys some uh, projects that I'm EPing. So many projects. I'm getting in my EP bag. Y'all. Um, it's getting
1: crazy actually yeah, how no. how many fucking milestones Mandy's about to I, hit gonna, behind the scenes. Well I'm gonna try to, right? You're going uh, to. You're going well, to. Well, I'm doing we're it. Manifesting. But a lot of them are also like costing oh. money. So <laughs> yeah, so it's not like uh, So we're so we're seeking sponsorship to help yeah, manifest these things. Um
2: I'm I'm really looking into ping more this year. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but two, I mean, beat baby. I, whether y'all like me or not, motherfuckers, I'm, I, I'm successful in <laughs> you know front of the camera. You know what
1: likes her? Money likes her. Well, mm, and, and, and money both, likes her. Success likes her. Both of my Networking likes her. The networks like yes. me.
2: Um, I know that I'm a force to be reckoned with in front of the camera. Talk your shit. Um, and so, even you know, with some of our guests that that we've sat with, uh, I was like. Mm, Okay. A lot of people like Sally said he has a label. Wendy Raquel Robinson said she's has producing and writing and has a school. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot more things that I want to do behind the camera this year. Okay. Um and then I'm I'm gonna be traveling a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh we're touring. Yeah, we are. Uh <laughs> y'all will get the official announcement soon with dates, yeah. but uh I'm I'm touring both pods. Well, yeah. Um, so definitely just traveling, trying mm-hmm. to Stack some bread too. So this is a year of saving for me. Yeah. Um. But I also want to focus more on time for me. Mm. So fitting, meditating, fitting, working out, fitting, yoga, fitting things before my work day. I'm one of those that at seven a.m. I'm in You're, my email. On your emails, yep. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have emails. I have to respond. I have to reach out to the team. And so yeah. part of me wants to really sit with starting my day at nine o'clock and that being okay
1: Ooh. and not starting
2: as soon as i open my eyes that my that yeah. i have to just go straight to work Taking you know what i mean for you so i want morning. to take the time for myself in the morning i think yeah. that that's going to be huge for my mental health and my overall health this year so yeah. that's kind of where i'm at I, i'm really yeah. looking to like push down the door and you guys see a lot of what i enjoy doing behind the scenes not not on camera not giving you guys all of my my all toxic takes uh (laughs) the 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 hot takes i have so yeah um and you know what before we get out of here we want to share more of our supporters and their favorite moments of 2022 here on the see the thing is pod that's right um and y'all, we are gonna be back Friday with with our with our music takes and and our our freshly squeezed guests and our favorite moments of 2022. Yeah. But y'all, what are we? Tell me what we should get out of here to, to this. Ooh. Look, Now to you, girl. Sorry, and I just threw that to you.
1: Mm, damn, you put me on a spot, I know, baby. know, I didn't even
2: know. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what? Here, here give we go. Him a little
1: Tim's, or give them a little. Ooh, even give though you was. Thames
2: okay hold on and this is this is my favorite song from Tim's so if you guys do not know this song get with the program um this is Mr. Rebel y'all make sure that you subscribe Um, and support us on our Patreon as well. That's patreon.com backslash Seed. the thing is pod. Please. Y'all, we drop another episode every week Mr. for Apple. our top tiers and a minimum of two episodes a month um, plus BTS. Me, um, and if you guys really enjoyed the pod luck eyes, uh, that we right had last week, we have a ton of Call BTS heart, from Mr. that right Apple. on Patreon. So join us on Patreon. Yeah, yeah we'll see y'all on Friday. Enjoy Mr. the rest of your
3: week.
0: Hello? Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, my favorite aunties. This is your girl Deidre from D.C. Um, Yes, I love y'all so much. Um, I listen to you every week. It's a ritual of mine. Um, But, yeah, my favorite episodes of 2022 is anything with um, Antoinette, of course. She is my favorite friends with benefits. Um, always giving and dropping gems as as do you, Bridget. So, um, I love it when she's on. And then firstly, squeeze, yeah, baby. Um, I would say you guys are always putting me on to tea. So let's just say let's just let's just keep that bag. Y'all are always giving the girl um music that I've never heard of. So Anything that you guys usually give that like um, has like an R and B feel to it, or even um, things that Mandy gives that I've never heard of—it's always you know I just I just love it. Um, anyway, I love you guys so much. My favorite aunties, my favorite podcast, number one podcast in the motherfucking world. I love you guys. Um, have a happy New Year, happy holidays, and be safe and be blessed. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, it's your girl Ray. I'm um, here to bring you the best episodes of 2022 from See The Thing Is. Definitely gonna have to give it to the Model Minority episode featuring Blue. The entire episode was just mind blowing, and you guys were dropping gems the entire time. Now, the best Freshly Sweet episode definitely has to go to Valley from Emotional Oranges. She is absolutely inspiring, and I just want to thank you guys so much for bringing us the best auntie content and the best music content out there. And I'm just going to put that out here real quick. I definitely am so excited to see you guys on tour live next year. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. Hi, this is Brittany from Brooklyn. I want know that my favorite episode was 136 with Antoinette. I absolutely love the pause where she is an amazing addition. Um, I feel like that honest conversation is about, being uncomfortable in your skin as a woman, like, that was just so truthful. And, you know, that kind of representation is not often seen, despite the new age of representation. And I've seen that in the media so much. I just resonated with that so much. I love you guys. Please keep doing what y'all doing. Don't change a thing. You guys are amazing. Much love from Brezza. <laughs> Hello, Bridget Kelly and Mandy D. of the See the Thing Is podcast. My name is Lucky Slifty and I want to thank you guys for an amazing year of podcasting and also mention that my favorite episode from you guys this year was episode 151, Crystals and Jameis' Part 2 featuring Blue Tilusma. Have a great year. Hey uh Bridget and Mandy. Obviously, uh, my name is Jack Williams and um I've always been a
4: fan of you, honestly Bridget, for like the longest time. But um my two favorite um just shows this year have been uh the Crystals
0: and Jamison with uh, Blue to Blue Taluzman. I think I I follow her on Instagram and things like that, but I, I think she's just amazing. I like how she speaks and just where she comes from in the
3: just
1: how much
0: knowledge, like, she drops. And, like, um, yeah, I just wanted to shout out to both of you guys. See, the thing
4: is, one of my favorite podcasts. I really appreciate your voice and you guys talking on issues and hearing your guys' opinions. Um, so, thank you, yeah.
1: On me, watch the situation when you walk
3: in. Show me, Show me something. Put some pressure on me, baby, make a time in. pull up there and And these
4: bitches, I'm like, don't mind me If you come correct, I won't take it lightly Yeah, yeah If matters to the left, to the left, I won't waste time Cause either way, I'm fine Never stress, no way, why? You give me peace of mind None of my exes could ever hit the right spot But you could hit them nonstop I have been tryna play it cool, but you give me hope So I can get Jiggy with this shit. I can get jiggy with this shit. yeah I can get jiggy with this shit. If yeah. I'm feeling right, don't you prove me wrong. I can get jiggy with this shit.
1: I don't need a man, but a
2: girl's
4: got me.